Okay. Well, yeah, I want to talk about motorsports. Yeah. Should we like do another intro? Uh, I guess we don't do intros. What, let's, yeah, let's just talk about motorsports. Okay. Well, so, well, I guess the kind of spark for this was Ford versus Ferrari. Have you seen that, Gil? Uh, no. I So we had, all right, we're already off topic, but like movies this year at the end of the year, there were so many. Did you see anything in theaters or any of these kind of Oscar contenders? You know, I don't think I saw one movie all year. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I, I'm kind of into them. I, I watched like not... 30 minutes of The Joker and then stopped. I mean, I, I typically really okay. like movies, but my wife's not super into movies. Um, so I don't really have a written excuse to go, a reason to go to like the theater. Uh, so I just, I just don't see a lot. Well, there, there's a, there's a, I don't know. It felt a lot better than typical like attempts at, um, you know, you, at the end of the year, they always get the Oscars contenders for, I guess they're just more memorable if they premiere at the end of the year. I don't know what exactly the deal is, but yeah, this year felt especially good. And I, I won't even list them all. You know, it's going to be the ones that are nominated for Oscars, but I saw Ford versus Ferrari and you know what? I like that movie a lot. Oh, this is a movie. Oh yeah, it's a movie. <laughs> I thought I thought this was like some sort of challenge or maybe documentary. Uh, Should have okay. been clear. No, yeah, it's, this is a film. <laughs> its title is Ford versus Ferrari, and uh, it's based on like the truish story. And I always go back and forth on like, yeah, it's. I mean, it's a true story, but they do so much that isn't true and so a little bit but other than that pretty much this film i loved entirely um and it got me thinking about okay like motorsports i don't understand anything and uh of course reddit came to the rescue a little bit uh, well almost entirely because basically i just found somebody talking about like what are these differences and where do things go and everything but uh, it's a whole world gill it's there's all kinds of stuff yeah i can imagine so is this ford versus ferrari and uh the racing like what what kind of motorsports well so ford versus ferrari is the premise is like in the 60s they ferrari won a bunch and then ford was like uh we need to sell more cars let's let's try to win and build a team and this is where like shelby it's basically a movie about carol shelby which i i didn't know anything about this person except i knew that there were some cars called shelby's and like that's that's a version or whatever that is good and pretty like decent racing vehicles um and so but um ford threw resources at it and they you know tried to win like an endurance race pretty much and it's just you know i looked into it and i was like so okay indycar nascar uh what else there's formula one there's like other kind of like rally rally cross like you can just keep going gil and uh, i think rally is what i would be most interested yeah that's like on dirt right yeah so rally this is only because i went way out of the way to figure these things out like i would have no idea but i was like one day i was just i was just like you know what i'm gonna figure this out so rally just rally is you're like kind of going from like you're you're rallying that's where it gets its name from like point to point and generally you're like off-road and uh it's pretty crazy you know you get these big kind of like you know it's not a sports car then it's like a 
mud going through kind of whatever it might be just sort of an off-road vehicle and the, the, the cool thing yeah. there too is that you get like a co-pilot guy and he's basically telling you when to turn like he's just your little navigation that's pretty cool so i, I do really kind of yeah that's cool kind of appreciate that one. like a caddy yeah except like really hardcore like they have special notes that they read <laughs> off as you're going and like when to turn and things like that and i don't know it's just that's a pretty cool one and different from the others yeah Everything I know about racing is from the first three Fast and Furious movies. See, I haven't even seen those. That's my ex- the extent of my knowledge. <laughs> so I really love uh, Tokyo Drift. That's like a... I can't remember the guy's name now, but he drives... Um, his like sponsor is Monster. I wish I could find him, but he, he does like really crazy like drifting stuff. And, like, there can be, like, a shoreline with, like, a uh, like a road going down the shore. And he can, like, drift all the way down with his foot, like, with his tire, like, on, like going over the edge of mm. the road down, like, a cliff. He's, like, that accurate. <laughs> Is it, he does, like, YouTube-y kind of things or, like, stunts or whatever for Red Bull? Um, there's stuff on YouTube, but it's not, a, like, a, he doesn't do, like, a YouTube channel kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's been a few years since I really like dove into it, but it's the craziest stuff. Just how accurate these people are in like controlling what looks like an uncontrolled car, just like drifting around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I'm, I just basically to kind of share what I learned here, I, I kept looking into racing stuff. And so it, what it comes down to is Formula One is like, you know, it's those like open wheel cars that are like, look like a, not even like a street car, like a race car kind of thing. And yeah, it's kind of cool, but they're like all exactly the same or I don't, man, people that know racing, they're not going to like <laughs> this, but they're, they're very close. They all look like you couldn't tell them apart if they were painted the same. And eh, it's not the most exciting thing for me, although it's like kind of the big one. It's like more known and more international and it travels around and everything like that. But the races are like, I want to say it's like on a couple hours order, on the order of a couple hours or something like that. Maybe it's less. I don't know. But um, so it's kind of like an endurance. Well, it's not. No, no. Because there's there's a whole thing. This is what confused the heck out of me, Gil, because there's a whole thing called endurance racing which is when you go for, I guess, maybe like the shortest amount is six hours. So you're going between six and 24 hours. Oh. Yeah. And so that's Ford versus Ferrari. And this is when the cars actually kind of look like cars, which is cool. Or at least they used to look like cars. And nowadays they look like, uh, they kind of look streetcar-y, but they're very much like all exactly the same. And they look like a, like a little bubble top kind of spaceship looking car. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know if I've seen that. Yeah, well, so that's that's kind of the one that is the focus of this film, and I think is a little bit cooler. I'm picturing like a Jetsons car. Mm, it's not far from a Jetsons car. It's very much like a, like a bubble canopy, and then the rest of the car is just meant to be like as streamlined as possible. But so this is this is the Ford versus Ferrari that I keep interrupting. That's oh what yeah. You're well, so about. I mean, imagine a Ferrari or okay. like an older Ferrari, and that's what got like, it. Back then, I guess they weren't super specialized, and so most things did look like a streetcar. And so, I mean, it was like a really high performance streetcar. And it's just, it was a good movie, Gil. And so I basically, I looked into it, and I don't know, I just kind of found it like interesting the different kinds of racing because you've got 
like NASCAR is all this just kind of, you know, they just go in the circles and it's like, they're all like the same kind of a stock car, but they're just sort of, I don't know. It's not as fast, but they hit more because they're like slower speed and it's like people are interested in it. It has a reason that it exists, but I don't know. It's, it's not something that interests me too much. Yeah. I never got into, got into NASCAR at all. I had a lot of friends in high school and stuff that were super into NASCAR, but it just never did it for me. But like, uh, I, I forget what it's called already. Derby, derby racing, that kind of stuff. I would watch every once in a while, uh, like when I came across it, that stuff seems really cool just because there is so much more variation. Like I can understand the skill in, in NASCAR and definitely in formula, like formula one and that kind of stuff. The most skilled people in those court sorts of sports though, I think are like in the pit stops. Like that's oh, like yeah. the craziest, like I could just watch those things uh, the whole time, yeah. uh, changing like four tires in half a second. But that was one of my big questions going into this. I was like, all right, what is sort of the size of these things and like how long do they last? And, but then like, what is the difference on the pit crews? And I found a couple really good videos that go into it. And so like formula one is the one that I think when it, it goes stupidly fast, everybody's thinking about, cause they have, I don't know if there's no limit or it's just maybe like 15 people and they don't even refuel on those. So you just like four tire changes and you go and the races are shorter. So that matters more. And that is kind of the cool thing. And I really love this, like, team dynamic thing and like how they have to be really efficient and communicate and all that yeah it's like such a perfectly choreographed thing that like if it's i i feel like that's where like obviously there's skill lots plenty of skill like in the driving part but i feel like a lot of these races could be decided by like a half a second or three seconds like three seconds seems like a long thing for like the top three cars to finish or whatever and that could be easily made up or lost in the in the pit stop. Yeah, so it's that's pretty cool. Uh, but the, I guess the bigger, broader thing that I wanted to get at here is so there was even like there's when they do these endurance races. There's one in Florida, like at Daytona. It's not the Daytona 500. I learned this. It's so Daytona 500 is NASCAR, but it's like the 24 hours at Daytona is what it's called. And Gil, I can't. It's not. Even the coolest one that I think is the coolest is not particularly interesting to me. <laughs> like I went so far down this rabbit hole of like, all right, if I'm going to like a sport, it's going to be like one of these car so, sports. It sounds like this like a uh, journey that you went on was saying, uh, oh, this is a good movie. Maybe I'll like some sort of racing and you sounds like you explored all of them and none of them really did it for you. <sighs> it's a really good movie, Gil. But you know what I want to see? And I made a post about this. And it, I can't find anything that does it. I want the most boring race possible because basically all these races, there's like rules for safety and there's rules for reasons that like you, people want to see like competition. So they have to be like balanced. There's this thing called balance of performance and they put literal weights in the cars that won the previous races or whatever. It's it's just a mess. And what I what I really want is like stock production cars like off the lot zero changes maybe no i don't like not even safety changes because if you're selling something as like a race car or a sports car or like a track car that can go on a racetrack it should have literally everything like when you buy it to be on a racetrack even if it's like only the top end has like a racing harness and stuff like that but i just i just want to see like what can these manufacturers do 
on like so you're saying you want off the off the production yeah. line consumer Com- cars to completely be stock yeah. and then what i think would be really interesting would be because here's the thing i don't care how well you can tune a single car with your unlimited budget i want to see how well can you tune like a mass produced car or at least a multiple production yeah. car that has like no changes and it's very rare that there's a car race that doesn't have any changes and if it is that something that doesn't have any changes it's usually like all the same make of car for some reason yeah i don't know but yeah. what i would love to see is that but then on top of that i actually want to see it like factor in how many of these things have been sold and how many or what is the price of this particular car because that'd be like i don't know exactly how you do that algorithm but i'd love to see like what is the best performing car that is both not like super limited production and also like per dollar yeah so you want a like uh mile per hour or like some sort of like performance per dollar comparison yeah and it, it's basically i guess just lap times i don't even really want to race i just want to see how long um or how fast each of these cars can do one particular track and then all right how much did they all cost and just see which one i don't know and even that doesn't do that much for me but it would be like kind of cool because i just i don't get anything out about this like you know that would be interesting i feel like for the manufacturers like if they competed for some sort of this is our like this is our consumer car race that seems to me like a better reason for me to buy you know a subaru than um winning some race where this car was perfectly made like specifically for this one race on this one track yeah exactly and that's so i feel like that'd be a good like selling point and that was the whole premise of this ford versus fry movies they wanted to sell more fords because they wanted to be like associated as a sport car brand or whatever and yeah that's the whole point yeah you got to get the manufacturers interested and i just think i'm sure it doesn't work for lots of reasons and i even made a reddit post about it and i don't know nobody gave me great reasons but uh, I don't know. I I think that'd be pretty cool. And even then, it's still, it's just like, I'm not that interested in, oh, how much can you tweak this one little car? And then also all these races, like there's seven cars for one team. Like even in the Ford versus Ferrari movie, like Ferrari has like seven cars and it's, it just looks ridiculous. Like we have one car per different car and race them all and see who does the best. I don't know. I just, I, like, it's just what I have in my mind is like, this is what a race would be like a variety of cars that are all kinds of different and like, you know, not multiple. Like sometimes there's even like teammates, like they're friends basically on this track. And like, you don't pass people and do things the same way that you would if it wasn't like that. And so it becomes this like strategy of like, Oh, this is when I take my pit stop. And this is when I like work with the rest of my team or whatever. And it's like, it's literally a sport which I guess that's just the part that I don't like, or I don't know. <laughs> the sport strategy. Yeah, it's just there's strategy to it. And it's like, and they like limit the budgets of the teams because everybody will like, they'll throw one manufacturer will throw way too much money at it. And I don't know. It's like, what even is the point? And yeah. so I, I wish there were more limits that like made it applicable to consumers or something. I don't know. I just, it was an interesting rabbit hole to go down. Yeah. I always like, like, um, like I kind of hinted at the, like, because of the Derby stuff, just the skill in like 
making turns and things like that. So movies like, uh, I don't know if you've seen like Baby Driver or Italian Job where they're driving through the city in these seemingly consumer-ish, stock-ish cars Mm -hmm. just doing these crazy things. So it'd be really cool to see like a really intricate track that has lots of like um, turns and obstacles and things like that using these stock cars kind of like these like crazy driving scenes in movies and see who can race through this. Like a a simulated city kind of track and then yeah you have like people crossing <laughs> the street and you have cross traffic <laughs> not real people of course but yeah. that'd be pretty cool i don't know i don't know what i want but yeah. i want more than what we have and that actually sounds pretty awesome in itself i love baby driver too by the way that is that's pretty it's a pretty darn good yeah. movie yeah did that come out last year because i did see Couple that no that's been years. several years not too old but they did so well, and there's like so many like interesting kind of things about that film. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The one thing that I have high hopes for, Gil, there's this there's this thing called Dick Dakar Rally or something like that. I don't know things. I'm not a knowledgeable person, but like um, <laughs> I don't know things. It's like I want to say it has Dakar in its name because it's a race through Africa. And so Red Bull has a team and they have literal like like an army truck looking truck, you know, like a I don't know how to describe this thing. It's, you know, it's like a six wheeler or something. And it's, you know, got a big canvas on the back, like an army truck that's meant to go off road. I haven't seen that. This is a Red Bull thing. Well, I mean, teams compete in this race and it's, it's literally like crossing a desert. And so it's like super extreme rally because instead of just kind of like short term getting from point to point, you're like a race across a continent almost, or like hundreds of miles or whatever from actually like a beginning to an end point, which I think is pretty cool. And then what I find even cooler is there is a thing called Mach E. no, Nope, that's not what it's called. Formula E. No, I, there there is Formula E, which is also kind of neat. Do you know? Oh, I should. We should talk about that a little bit, real quick. I don't know a whole lot about it. I just know that it's like Formula One by electric cars, yeah. which I'm. That's pretty cool. But the the weird in. thing about it, two weird things, is one, their pit stops are literally they drive into a garage and then they jump out and they drive they jump into another like identical car oh. and they drive away because <laughs> <laughs> the that's cheating I don't well the like, like battery you gotta do a battery swap yeah it's not there i think the next generation but currently they drive in and jump into another car and they go uh That's and the other thing is kind of interesting is they're doing like mario kart level stuff where like you can get a there's like a boost button and you only get one so it's like i i don't know the full details but it's like kind of artificially software limiting the cars and you can like strategically uh, pick when to do it or whatever well going back to my uh fast and furious knowledge that'd be like the nitro oh yeah that they always use like at the yeah, end of the race. <laughs> <laughs> like vin diesel's always using that thing. uh but th- so the other thing that i think is pretty cool is it's not called mock eagle because that's that's ford's new electric fast car like sports car i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, find yeah. out what it's called but i don't uh it's called something and i think it has an e in it and it is like an electric version of that across a desert race, which is pretty cool. And you got these like, what's especially cool is they have purchased like the organization that's forming it, which is actually the same people that made Formula E. They, um, they have a ship 
Like they've purchased like a large cargo ship that is to be their like home base. And so they've got like these garages on the ship that have like cars in them. And I don't know, it's all kinds of ridiculous, but I really hope it goes somewhere and it becomes like cool electric vehicle cross country races. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I don't, hopefully they don't have to like jump out and hit the new car every <laughs> I don't, well that becomes miles. interesting i don't know what their plan is for like how do you recharge your have you heard of uh uh have you seen what's it called solid state batteries i have heard of it one time have ever. you heard about this i know nothing almost about them um apparently they're supposed to last like i don't know several times longer like four times longer or something and charge much faster uh like more dense like power but the big difference is well they're also like much safer because like uh i don't I'm, i know nothing about anything but <laughs> the like the liquid in the batteries will crystallize and it'll kind of it'll touch the two ends of the batteries where the uh you know how like i don't know ions travel from like one conductor to the other okay. through this liquid turning the liquid into a solid so it makes it much more much safer so that there's no chance of the liquid crystallizing and then shorting out the two sides but apparently it's like this the same guy that invented the lithium ion battery created or has like is working on this it's like some super old guy but he's like a genius with batteries apparently but it sounds like the next generation like imagine i was just thinking through um you know if tesla gets these solid state batteries and all of a sudden they're like thousand mile range just how insanely like an order of magnitude better than gas cars like that would really kickstart the whole everyone just get on electric well that um yeah you had me at solid state battery like that sounds amazing i thought that i had a solid state like laptop and phone and that nothing was moving in them but apparently the battery is not you know like quote solid state so i mean to get to that point there's nothing i think that's just like a branding word because we know what solid state hard drives are but it's basically just changing the the liquid component to a a non-liquid component so it's still not moving i guess maybe it's like swishing around slightly i don't know i think if you there's liquid in there they're squishy yeah, no, 100%. I know nothing. Presumably, you know, it's like a new technology. And when does it really become, you know, like better versus it's like infeasible or whatever. But 100%. I mean, I think it'll be a thing. And I think that it'll be a good thing. <laughs> That's all I know about the I topic to come. Absolutely nothing <laughs> other. I, yeah, I read like half an article. So that's about all, all right. I know. My, my reason of bringing it up is like, I feel like t- battery technology has barely like it moves so much slower than all other technology i feel yeah, like it's, so it'd be awesome to like overnight just like quadruple uh, it's got a steady pace for and sure. all of a sudden solar makes more sense yeah i saw i was listening to a podcast the yeah. other day that i don't remember i might try to credit them but um oh no it's hyperchange it's hyperchange podcast where i think it was the newest one for people that don't know like this is just a youtube channel but a guy that talks about stocks and almost entirely it's become tesla because he you know, thinks it's a good company but uh they also have like a podcast version and they um oh it's so the thing that is notable though is that this is the person that elon went to for questions when he was annoyed by all the stakeholder questions by all like the shareholder questions at the at one of the earnings calls they um 
he kept getting these questions that were like the same question and just kind of like a downer and like people that weren't overly thrilled about the company or whatever. So he was just like, you know what? We're going to go to YouTube for comments. So we're going to go to like social media. And it went over to the HyperChange guys. And then he was like, yes, because it was like a pretty small channel at that point. So I just I was like, <laughs> Elon was like, I'm sick of these idiots. And he went to the internet and, and that was HyperChange. So, but they, they're still going strong and they talk about a lot of Tesla stuff. And I listened to pretty much just a speculative discussion about when the, uh, hypersonic vertical takeoff and landing Tesla plane might become a thing. Oh, I didn't know. I thought I remember hearing Elon say that that was like planes were never going to be a thing. No, he's, he said in interviews that that. a, uh, like what do they call it? Like transcontinental, transcontinental, like not across oceans. So a little bit shorter. Uh, Oh, this isn't electric. You're talking about the, the rocket. Rocket? No, right. no, no. Like a an electric plane, electric oh. passenger jet. Oh, I I haven't heard about. Oh this. yeah, he he talks about it constantly. Like his Google Plus bio is, I might make an electric plane someday. <laughs> Last time I checked, anyway. But uh, it's it's so all these cool things because I guess he's like, why not make it the best plane while I'm at it? But so once battery technology hits a level that it's possible to do this which it does increase kind of predictably unless that starts, you know, it's like it's predictable unless it happens to not be predictable in the future, but it kind of is predictable right now. It looks like maybe in the next 10 years or something, we're going to get to the point of battery density where you can do a shorter, shortish, you know, like super short, but you know, cross country passenger jet. And then he wants it to be a vertical takeoff and landing and supersonic, of course, because you know, it's Elon. So that would be awesome. Yeah, and I like I'm sure while he's at it, he would just like I don't know if this would be sold to airlines or if it would be like operated entirely by Tesla just to keep it all in house. But uh, I think oh, it doesn't even matter. I just want like the experience because I'm sure it would be this amazing plane with like awesome screens and awesome. Yeah, like and if anything's going to be self-driving planes, it seems like the easiest to solve. Oh yeah, and then of course you throw the autopilot in and. Uh, you know, if, as long as it's legally allowed or whatever, I'm sure that sooner or later they fly themselves. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I want an electric boat. Somebody asked or... that in an earnings call. Well, it was actually really interesting because um, a kid, or maybe it wasn't a kid, but like a younger guy asked if Tesla ever intended to make a, a, an aquatic vehicle. <laughs> and... I think Elon at first, so he misunderstood it, and he he heard aquatic, like like a four vehicle, <laughs> and like an ATV. Well, he started to answer the question like that, and because he was confused, like aquatic vehicle, and this was actually like right before they released the Tesla truck or, or had the presentation on the Tesla truck where they announced that they made an ATV. <laughs> And so it was like this little tiny hint that he had like ATVs on the brain and and was thinking about it. Yeah. And then I think he actually answered it like, you know, not at this time, more or less, but they could get there. And I think they eventually will. But yeah, if you can do a plane, you could do a boat. But it's really about, you know, like it has to solve a CO2 emission issue and unless it's a giant cargo ship, I'm not sure how much like making a all electric 
um, you know, like just yacht helps small <laughs> motorboat. When are all these semis going to start hitting the road? Isn't that supposed to be 2020 or 2020? Uh, yeah. I'm always really confused about it. I have no idea. I, I feel like a couple are out there. I know the, maybe not. the roadster, at least when they first announced it, the roadster was going to be 2020. So maybe that'd be too many because also the Model Y, I think, starts shipping at the end of this mm. year. That'd be a lot of things. I don't year. think I've heard that it's definitely delayed, but I, yeah, the Roadster, I mean, but I'm I'm sure it will be. I'm super excited about that one because it I'm actually sure it is like an amazing car that is. It's like zero to 60 in 1.9 seconds or something insane yeah. is like the top. Yeah, base model. Yeah. And like, oh yeah, this is just like, and like I keep watching car videos because I'm like, I want to like a car and Ferrari and almost everyone. It's like, all right, here's our beautiful supercar, but here's the same, you know, window switches that we used in the Prius or like, here's this (laughs) God awful infotainment system that's like passable and usable barely but like still just looks like trash. And Tesla is like this all in-house, 100% custom made. You know, all the software meshes perfectly because they just make everything. And it's such a better solution. So I'm so excited for like a supercar with this incredible range and capabilities that, that will be made. Yeah. I, I'm kind of upset, but because... So I bought a, as much Tesla as I could when I was at 215. And then I just sold it last week at like 550. That's pretty good. And now it's almost at like six. It's at like six fifty or something. <laughs> I'm just like super concerned about the stock market right now, so I pulled out. But like, I should have just kept everything in Tesla. I wish I had, you wouldn't even but, tell me. That, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's, yeah, we'll see what happens. I we're not gonna talk about. That. Like I swear to God, I'm gonna start to have a gambling problem if I ever start investing in stocks because Bitcoin, Tesla, oh. I didn't pull out any of my Bitcoin, but I pulled out everything from the stock market just because... I think you did all right then, Gil. Did, did pretty okay. Yeah. I mean, I still like almost tripled my money overall, <laughs> like between everything. Yeah. So yeah. it's not... It, it's, it, was, it was good. Yeah, you'll, be, you'll be all right. <laughs> I just want to have bought into Tesla at 215 and then see it at like 7,000 in like well, five years. Yeah, but it's, that's still but, like an unheard of return within like a year or something right yeah it's still it's still crazy good i'll, I'll get that like insane from a uh, bitcoin hopefully yeah well, that's <laughs> we'll what see. i told myself like okay tesla what could it hit like it could double and i was like all right that's darn good but like you know bitcoin is ridiculous and apparently i know like it hasn't it hasn't really actually doubled well maybe it's about doubled but it hasn't gone crazy and of course tesla's doubled and then some so whatever yeah. they're both Bitcoin Bitcoin doubled last year, but Tesla's like kind of done it either the same or better. I mean, Tesla dropped to a three year low at two fifteen. That's why I bought because I wasn't really in the stock market, but I was like, you know, they're at such a crazy low price right now. And I think now they're like whatever it is, um a hundred and twenty billion or whatever. I think their battery business alone could be 500 billion. Like they're, they're like so battery constrained. I I think if they like, I don't know. I, I think if they got their battery production, like 
up to enough that they could actually start selling like skateboards to other companies. Skateboards. I think they could like uh, just the bottom, like just the frame of the. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's a term. I was that threw me off there. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's so much potential even outside of like the cars that they make and sell. Like just the batteries, I feel like. Could oh be. yeah. No, I think there's plenty more, and there's there's jets, there's possible jets, and all kinds of stuff. Maybe boats. There's the, all the Solar City stuff, which I know there's like big backlogs for the power wall because they're using all of their battery for like the model three mm-hmm. and now the model y so there's the test now what are they, the, there's like lots of money on the table because they can't make batteries there's fast the enough. shared driving network thing that has a better name than that but i forget what it's called uh robo taxi yeah yeah pretty much yeah i mean that's that's a big thing that they can do and nobody else can do there's a ferrari dealership like not too far from here in a, like an area called Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. And I walked past it and I was like, these are all super expensive, nice cars, but a test, like a standard, like a model, I would take a model three over any of these. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's just the thing. Here's the thing. This endurance racing stuff, Gil, that's the one place where a Tesla can't like hold its yeah. own. Cause yeah. it just overheats. And I don't know about this new roadster. Cause like before <laughs> it's this, it's um the Model S, which is like a luxury family sedan, <laughs> is like kicking butt on the on the drag strips and everything. Like, actually, I watched a show where they it's just like rednecks make these performance cars, and literally there's like soup cans taped together for their like exhaust and whatever. Um, and it was them versus like this guy who has a P100D Model S, like Tesla. Uh. And he like goes to the racetrack and I was like, I wonder how, what, like what is involved in this? And literally it is a stock model S with all he does is deflate the tires a little bit. I think when he gets there and he's ready to go like from a street car and he destroys people. He actually got not first place in this show because there's just these like super, you know, people that have done this their whole life making a, a car. just yeah. to Well, when you're like spending lots of time, like hyper optimizing every little bit compared to just like some guy yeah, yeah it's literally on a some guy in a hundred thousand dollar car that just let air out of his tires and he's good to go i'm sure the roadster that'll change you know that'll be the thing to beat but you know even just this totally not a sports car thing is kicking all everybody's butt uh, but yeah actually so like endurance racing is the one place like it's it's like does it matter because all that's really matters is like going fast quickly and people are impressed by the acceleration you know, it's like, I feel like the previous era Bugatti, which was like the fastest car, like fastest production car was like a really big thing. People cared about its top speed, even though you never hit its top speed, unless you want to like a really straight away track. And it's like, why does that matter at all? It doesn't. And I don't know what it was before that either. But now like, it seems like the current metric is like, what is it? Zero to 60 speed? Because you know, you can actually kind of do that on a public road maybe you're not supposed to but people do yeah you could do it from like a uh like a like an interstate that's probably metered or something on a on a red light you could do a zero to 60 on that yeah i don't know i bet that technically no matter what going zero to 60 in two seconds is not really legal but like <laughs> reckless driving yeah. or well the hard part's gonna be stopping after 60 yeah but the best thing is when it's electric, you don't even get that vroom, you know? It's nobody, 
you don't look obnoxious. You just look like, ah, oh, that guy yeah. was booking it. Get a little screech, but I've been in a test. Like I was in a, I took a lift once and the, it was a Tesla, uh, like the original, um, not like the original Roadster, but like the, the original Model S Tesla. And it was like crazy, just like not even on a long street. Like the guy like hit it. I've rented a couple and it was like, you have to be a certain temperature to to use the full like ludicrous mode and the launch control thingy and get the best performance. And it was like two degrees colder because it was, I mean, it's pretty cold. I, I think it's like 30 degrees or something. It has to be warmer than that for the battery to like be heated. And okay. I don't know, there's just some software limit on it. And, um, not only did I like rented this in Chicago and there's not like a lot of great flat or straight streets, but, um, also it's just barely too cold to do like the full, uh, possible maxing out. I think though, whenever the roadster is like maybe a year or something old somewhere, it'll be available for rent by the hour and I'm going to absolutely have to go find one. Yeah. I've never rented a Tesla, but that's a great idea. I need to. Do oh yeah. I've, I've rented I think at least three. Have you ever used Turo? I use Get Around usually. Turo is, I don't think I've used it, but it's pretty close. Okay. Yeah, I need to do that. I can't wait to have, I want to, obviously, <laughs> I want to have a Tesla someday. I think I'm going to try and do the Model Y here in several years whenever it's no longer backlogged and I have money. Yeah. That's a, it's a wise purchase. I mean, Elon says it, and you know, of course, the CEO is going to say it, but like, it's a good investment to have something that'll drive itself. And you know, these things are are actually pretty great on their resale value and everything. So, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Is I've looked at Tesla has used Teslas on their site, uh, and I've looked so, some used Teslas before, and the resale value seems to be pretty good. All right, Gil. Well, I'll see you next episode when we uh, both have Teslas because it'll be a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Five, six Oh, yeah. We, we forgot to announce this is our new cadence. We do two episodes <laughs> um, once a year. Solid plan. <laughs>